That was the worst trip I have ever been on. That was awful. Uh, I'm Rusty, joined by Sean, and it seems so far away that uh, Washington dropped 70 points on Oregon. Yeah, let me uh, let me tell you a little story about that one. So I was in Chicago that weekend uh, running the Chicago Marathon. So the game started at at 6.30 p.m. my time. And I had stuff to get done. I, a lot of stuff to get done, not enough time. Uh, couldn't really focus on a football game. So I was like, you know what, I'll just like check in on the score every now and then. And I looked at my phone and it was like a few minutes left in the first quarter and I was like, oh, this is happening, okay. <laughs> We're on the wave. This is this is a thing that's going to happen tonight. So, yeah, it was a it was a weird game for a few reasons. Um, first, I don't feel like naming names. Not that any of them reads this, but I just don't want to be like calling out college players. Um, there were like a few instances of people just like giving up on plays. Like yeah. they had the angles to catch up and they just like gave up. And there was like some really bad instances at times um, of people just not doing what they were supposed to be doing. And like I'm, I'm, I also don't feel like defending Halfridge or anything, but because I'm also not one of those people that's like, there are a lot of strong positives and negatives for uh, keeping Helfrich, which is more of like a long term. Um, like the positives are like if you look at like what made Oregon successful, then you mm-hmm. might want to lean a little bit further towards picking Helfrich. Um, like just read if just I don't want to I don't want to talk about his hot seat or not hot seat like that argument because that will just go on forever. Um, go read uh, Duck Downs Ben'sDuck.com. He has a great bunch of great stuff on it um i agree with him for the most part uh and there's only so much you can do though like okay so everything like comes down to like a choice right like a player can be like oh like uh like oh i don't i don't really care anymore i'm not caring about winning or anything and it's like that's his choice there's only so much you can do with like a college player and like college athletes and every and like even high school athletes, extremely volatile uh, mindsets. So it's kind of like if, if you're trying to predict people like their mental mindset when they're like 17, 18, you're gonna have a bad time. Um, so it's really interesting though to see certain players who are really like getting after it, like schooler. I, that's how you say his name. He's playing. He's been locking down free safety. He's playing. He's playing deep. He's had like a couple bit. He had a couple big interceptions against Colorado, and it was really interesting seeing him. Like, hasn't even been a starter for most of the season so far, and he was like ripping into people. Yeah. Like during the game, and it was really. Impressive, and you see like Troy Die, 
he's got like he's getting that entire like front seven hyped up um and then Herbert whose first pass was an interception threw it slightly behind the receiver but if, if you're a receiver and you get your hands on the ball like you got to catch it so I don't know I think Herbert played extremely well given the circumstances like he's going up against one of the best defenses in the country he didn't make any real mistakes he made some really impressive throws um yeah and just playing mistake free football was pretty big for him there were a few times where he threw short of the sticks but like in order to get the first down it would have been a real risk so I think he played really well. Once the game was out of reach, obviously Royce didn't play like nearly as much. Um, Tony Brooks, James looked great. Um, Darren Carrington needs to get the ball more. So, but I mean, there's there's a lot of positives to look at. I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. It's disappointing. Like once you just accept that this is a disappointing season, there's a lot of things that you can be positive about. Yeah, you just you need to you need to take a different outlook on it. I mean, clearly this is a whether it's just a transitional year or rebuilding year or or if it's the start of hey, the next 5 to 7 years are really going to suck and we're just going to have to ride it out. Um if it's the beginning of that, once you change your mindset on and that's it's very hard to do that too with watching this team because we're so used to, um, you know, pretty much from 2000, you know, 2008 ish, 2009 mm-hmm. for sure, you know, through 2014, 2015, we were like, you know, anything less than a top five finish was a failure. Um, and anything less than contending for a national championship was a failure. And now you're like, for the love of God, like, let's just go to a bowl game. That's all I want now. That's also what uh, we said last year, beat Washington, get to a bowl game. Yeah. So, so now, you know, I mean, you know, now I, I've, I keep doing, I keep cutting down my expectations as the season wears on. And, you know, now it's just, all right. So, you know, we're not going to the playoff. We're not going to a respectable bowl game. We didn't beat Washington. Pretty much what's left is like, let's let's beat Oregon State. Let's go to a, a bowl game. I don't care which one it is. Yeah, get to a bowl game, a.k.a. get 15 practices. Yeah. Hell, let's go to like, what? what's the, the first one of the season, the Pac-12 play, like the New Mexico Bowl or something? Like, the Vegas let's Bowl? At, yeah, let's at least make it like the first bowl game of the se- of like bowl game season so other people are semi-excited about it. You know what we should do? Go to the Aloha Bowl. Yes. I would, that, I would go to that game. I would be okay with that. So, you know, expectations have changed. Um, and as soon as you realize that, and as soon as you, like, like I have, I have come to terms with this team sucking this uh-huh. year. And I think being a Mariners fan has prepped me so well for this situation. Because <laughs> with the Mariners, you never expect them to do anything good. You never expect them to, like, win or contend for anything. And so when they lose, it's like, ah, yeah. 
you know, classic Mariners. But when they win, you're like, oh, that was such a pleasant surprise. And that's like how my attitude has shifted towards this team this year now. I'm like, when they lose, they lose. And when they win, it's like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, I was. I asked one of my friends who's a big Cubs fan about how nervous they were that the Cubs were the like Vegas favorites to win. She's like, I don't care. I expect them to lose. I have zero <laughs> expectations that they are going to do anything. When you have zero expectations, you can't get your feelings hurt. Right. So it was uh, – and he, here's my personal input. Stop getting upset about Helfrich. Stop. Like it's just – I don't know. I'm kind of over complaining on the year because I just know it's not going to get better and it's not bringing me any personal happiness <laughs> to like keep complaining about things. So – I mean, literally the only person's opinion who matters to get a mid-season coaching change is Phil Knight's. If Phil, if Phil Knight was up in his box and was like, we're cutting this, like, cut, cut, shut it down, like a Liz Lemon, shut it down, like, that, that happens. If he I, I, is up and there can, and he's like, let's keep going, we're keeping going. And you know it's like, you know, you know, you know what's happening is Mullins is down on the uh, he's down on the sidelines, and he's looking to fill Knight's box up in the suites, and he's just like waiting for like the gladiator like thumb down. It's like a power veer. One light, one light. He's staying. Two lights. He's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah. So and let's just. Let's get the elephant out of the room. Yes, there are rumors that Chip Kelly's coming back to college. No, he's not going to come back to Oregon. Move on. Forget about it. I really doubt he's going to come back to college either. He, also, if he did, Rob Mosley also did. thinks that he's not going to come back to college. Because what's the then one thing that Chip hates about college football? Name the one thing that he hates. Uh, dealing with the media. Recruiting. He hated recruiting. Why is he going to go back to something that he hates doing? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you are the 49ers and you hire Chip Kelly, he's not turning around a garbage team. That team is bad. It's like the 49ers and the Browns are virtually at the same talent level. That is not getting turned around anytime soon. Like you, you hire Chip Kelly, that's a, that is a three-year project. So, I mean, yeah, I hear people in the stands like, oh, he's going to get fired after this year. It's like, it's week six. It is week six. So, I mean, even uh, I mean, even today, Chip was like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, you know why he's not going anywhere? Because he doesn't want to talk to 18-year-olds about <laughs> coming to their school. He's like, all right, we're just going to pick you. You're coming with. That's what's going to happen. Yep. So, I mean, uh, it's ridiculous. So I, until, until something, until something else happens, I am a, not going to talk about help. I sound sound like a Republican leader now (laughs) until something happens. I will not talk about, uh, 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 coaching stability. I will not talk about who, uh, could replace him. I'm not going to talk about like any other coaching changes. I'm not going to talk about Chip Kelly 
coming back to college because I am strongly believe that that will not happen. Not happening. I strongly believe that unless it's LSU, then I would like to see him go against Nick Saban and I'll cry every time. Yeah. I'll die a little on the inside. <laughs> uh, oh man. So we've got a, uh, we've got a, a Friday night, Friday night football yeah. game. coming. Oh, up also, week. also, sorry to interrupt again. I do want to give, I don't want to say that I'm not enjoying this, but Washington is really good. At the beginning of the year, I was like, I think they're going to be under nine wins. I was, I still stand by that decision. I would still make it again, but I'm pointing out now that I think Washington will make the playoff. That's my take. That's my hot Old. take. All right. Hot Sorry. takes. Sorry, as you were before I interrupted so rudely. As so rudely talking about Washington like that. <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> Go wash your mouth with soap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Oregon is going to Berkeley Friday night uh, at Memorial Stadium, which is still the worst stadium in the Pac-12, even with the renovations. Uh, Oregon's won. They're, they're, they're going to try and keep another winning streak intact. They've won seven in a row. Uh, they haven't lost since 2008. Uh, if you have Saturday morning brunch plans, if you're going for an early morning run, if you're doing anything early Saturday, cancel those plans now. Uh, Vegas set the over-under at this game at like 87 points or something. Uh, so the football game is going to take like five hours probably, maybe six hours. Yeah, and I'm taking the under so hard on that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's basically like this could be this is like when this is like when you play Madden and you set it to rookie level and you're playing someone and each of you just scores a touchdown every single time and it's really like only about clock management and who has the ball last oh, that's yeah. pretty much what this game is going to be like like when you played like NCAA football online and one of the one of the people would always pick Wisconsin <laughs> and just go four yards at a time and kill the entire first half. You're like, oh, it's it's halftime and I still haven't had the ball yet. I played against somebody who had like wide breakaways when like uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who their Monty Ball was like there. Where it was like Monty Ball and somebody else was like their back. It was like Melvin Gordon was the backup. That's how crazy that team was. And yeah. he had a wide open break, and he would just dive at the four yard mark. He knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> he was smart about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is a thing that's happening tomorrow night. So everything gets bumped up a day. Um, I think the way that Oregon wins this game is if they just feed the ball to Royce all night long because Cal's rushing defense all is atrocious. Night long, all night oh, All night long. Sorry, I was just giving some backup because we have to get a license just, to actually play that song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cal ranked 127th out of 128th in the nation in rushing defense. Who's 128th? Uh, that I don't have off the top of my head. Watch it be us. It's probably us. <laughs> it's probably us. 
but Cal's giving up 283.8 yards a game on the ground. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this off of a, uh, a uh, preview on the San Jose Mercury News, and it says Cal loses if it can't exploit the worst Oregon defense since, well, maybe nom. ever. Since Nom. <laughs> since Nom. It's yeah. Well, that so. makes me feel really good because Oregon's offensive line justifiably had a rough game against Washington's line. Um, yeah. Especially with like four freshmen, this type of defense is going to be really nice to go up against. It'll be a nice change of pace after uh, after playing Washington. Oh yeah. So, I mean, with Tony Brooks, James too. Yeah. That guy's blown up. I wonder if Kenai Ben Watts hurt because I didn't see him at all. I didn't. I I don't even remember him playing against Washington. Do you? I I do not. I do not remember. Does he does he appear in the box score anywhere? I'm looking that up right now. Oh, lost seventy to twenty one. Oh God. God, kill it with fire. <laughs> he did not carry the ball. It was uh, the the guys who had carries were Taj Griffin, leading rusher, but he was tied with Tony Brooks James. They each had sixty. Royce Freeman had fifty, and Lacoste had fifty-five. So something's got to be wrong with Ben Walks. I loved him. He did really well against Colorado. You know what? I bet he's injured, and I just totally missed it. Um, but Tony Brooks James is killing it. So good. And I really think having the rushing game is going to do so well for Herbert. It's going to make everything so much easier for him. Yeah. So I mean, that's really the, the key to helping a freshman quarterback transition in is when you have such a good running game, you can just turn to. And then when that matches up with a, a team that has not just a bad rushing defense, like an atrocious Russian defense. Yeah. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, run, run the ball. That'll that'll at least keep the clock moving, so maybe we can get out of there before midnight. Mm-hmm. That'll be the, the silver lining there. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I was originally slated to attend this game and then uh, was offered to go to a rodeo instead. Hmm. And so I was like, you know what, Oregon, should I, should I drop like 50 bucks each on Oregon football tickets? Or should I go to a rodeo? And that's pretty much where the season has has come, has come to. So I, I will be at a rodeo while this game is happening. Mm-hmm. All right, priorities. So it looks like Davis Webb, the Cal starting quarterback, will play according to the Mercury News. Um whether the receiver who's awesome, he's fantastic. Let me check his name again. Um, Chad Hansen. Yeah, so he's question. Unreal. Mid, mid-season All-American, which is like the greatest ribbon you can get. Um, he's, still, he's still questionable day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And the trick is like Cal's offense is really good. 
The trick is make Cal one-dimensional. That's what worked last year really well. Oregon's defense just stifled the run um, and forced Cal to pass. Even though that was their strength, it was just letting Jared Goff throw it to like a bunch of different receivers. Mm-hmm. If When Oregon knew that the plays were going to be passes, it makes it so much easier. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. So I'm going to be really interested to see how that uh, gets done, if it is able to get done. Uh, because also, we played Cal the week after Arizona State, I believe, last year. Let me check. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. So, yeah, so we played Arizona State on a Thursday in triple overtime. That's when Arian Springs made a few huge plays. Like, our defensive backs, including, like, Tyree Robinson, showed up big time. Tyree Robinson has also moved from safety back to corner and has been doing okay, mm-hmm. which is something I never thought I would say. Um, and then the next week against Cal... Like, the defense really... Like, the defensive coverage was really spectacular. Um, like, Cal had 329 yards through the air. Average yards per pass was 7.8. Um, but, you know, when you're playing Cal and they're entirely one-dimensional, then, like, that works. That's fine. You nailed them 28 points. That's enough. And that's when Arian Springs really showed up as, like one of the best defensive backs like in the conference. He's like the one guy on the team who I think could be a lockdown quarter the way Ifo was. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell that Springs has like the personality to do that too. Um and like has the mannerisms for it. I don't think watching him like interact with everybody else that he's going to be like the true like leader of the defense. He seems more like a Chad Johnson guy or Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. So, but maybe that's why Schooler's there. Who knows? But I think, I think this could be closer than people think. Vegas has it as Cal minus three, and there's uh, the Bear. Chris Felica at uh, for college game day. He thinks Oregon will win, which I was surprised about because he's normally been against Oregon all year. And he picked Oregon to win. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Those those three point picks are basically like total toss ups. Yeah. So basically, on on a neutral on a neutral field, this would be even. But Cal's at home, yeah. so they get three points. So I would also like to point out that the last two games that Oregon played, they lost to Washington and Washington State, who look like the two best teams in the conference. So I don't think it's as bad as it looked the last couple yeah. of weeks. It's not great. It's not great, Bob. But it's uh but I don't think it's as bad as it seems. So, um let's take a look. All right, so just go, go, we'll just go through Cal's schedule real fast. They beat Hawaii 51-31 in Australia. They lost to a very good San Diego State team 45-40. Beat Texas 50-43 to when Texas was number 11. Doesn't seem like that win is that impressive anymore. Lost by 10 to Arizona State. 
beat Utah by five, which was really surprising given that it was only like a 28-23 game. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was one, like, if you told me that the final score was 28-23, I would have said Utah won. Um, yeah, exactly. And they lost to Oregon State 47-44. So that's where they're at. Also, Washington mm-hmm. State has been running the ball really well against like everybody. Like they ran it over Stanford. Um, so Davis Webb so far has a sixty point eight completion percentage, thrown for two thousand two hundred fifty six yards, twenty two touchdowns to seven interceptions, mm-hmm. and they've only rushed for nine hundred and fourteen yards this year. And basically, it's just. Three running backs who are all kind of in the same realm as each other. There, there's no one that really stands out. So it's uh, definitely a passing offense. So, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, this will be exciting. I'm excited to see how the Oregon line does. I want to see how we can get Darren Carrington involved. I want to see Royce go for like a full game. Um, I want to see Taj Griffin actually get to be Taj Griffin. That guy, mm-hmm. I don't know what is going on with that. But he has just not blossomed the way I think many people thought he would. Yeah. So, it's really kind of frustrating because I was like, oh God, he's going to be so good. I just want to see him succeed. I just want to see him do well. So, um, and then this, and then on defense, what's the secondary going to look like? Because they looked, the defense looked really unprepared for Washington State. Whose defensive line is also only like Luke Falk, the Washington State quarterback, is the second least pressured quarterback in college football. Mm-hmm. Like nobody is getting pressure on him. So I'm really interested to see how the defense adjusts for a similar air raid team. So. Should be good. Yeah. All right. Any closing comments? Uh, don't, don't worry about however bad football season gets from here. Cause, uh, we're just a few short weeks away from basketball. Yeah. We're, oh, we'll talk about that more next time. Yeah, they're number five in the country to start the year. Which is BS. Yeah. That should be way higher. So, uh, before we take off, let me just see what the schedule looks like. First preseason game at November 7th. The annual Northwest Christian Showdown. Mm -hmm. And then November 11th is the first game, so we are under a month. Mm Mm-hmm. So, hosting Army at Baylor, hosting Valparaiso, and then the Maui Invitational, Georgetown. Be good. On a Monday at one thirty. What? People have jobs. We we have jobs. That's ridiculous. I, God, I'll I'll have it on. I'll I'll find. When there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that'll do it for us here at Sling and Quack. Sorry, I know this isn't one of our longer ones. We didn't go on like an hour and ten minute tangent. 
about <laughs> absolutely nothing related to Oregon athletics. We stayed focused today. Good, good job. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for us here at Sling and Quack. Um, hopefully, this new batch that we'll uh, we'll know by next week how good it actually is. See you guys later. <laughs>